as soon as he used to come, there was a tower either side here. Kind of, you know, looming over you. They made a thing out here, the family, years ago, was Roddy Doyle Road for RTE and the BBC. And uh, they were driving up burnt out cars and, and asking the people to hang stuff out the windows to make it look more run down, you know what I mean? Because like, it didn't look run down enough for, for artistic purposes. Send me home, send me home. It's mad because I seem to be stuck <laughs> before I was five years of age in lots of weird ways. Colm Keegan, poet and playwright who lived in Ballymon as a small child. I remember reading somewhere that if you look at certain tortured writers, they had big changes around the age of five, <laughs> which is mad. So. So we're coming up now to where they used to live. So they're, they're digging away there and on the left looks some of the flats are still getting torn down. I remember when I was looking at the buildings being torn down and they had one half of the building gone and you could see all the bathrooms and the kitchens and all the colour and you could actually, it was like you could feel the warmth of all the different families that lived there. It's not a very forgiving landscape. It's not like when you fall on grass, you bounce a bit, you know what I mean? Go here when you fall, you get, you get hurt. And, um, one of the resounding memories with me is just lying in bed at night in the dark and hearing the echoes of people shouting or you know, kids playing or whatever. It's, it's a very echoey place. It's, a great, it's kind of a, a real hollowness to, to inside there, you know? This is the first thing I had published actually, and it was published in the Tribune. It's a direct rewrite of Stony Grey's Soil of Monaghan by Patrick Cavanagh. And when he wrote that, he was giving out about how Monaghan shaped him, his circumstances, his rural upbringing, and hampered him in some ways. So we always connected with that. So we kind of did the exact same thing. So it's just called Stony Grey Soiled. Ballymun, you rock hard bitch. My childhood love you taved. Your harsh nature quarried my passion. You carved me from barren streets. You concreted the feet of my boyhood and twisted my stride to a stumble. Your sprawl corrupted my naive tongue, ending ink in my guttural mumble. You preached from the trough of the scrounger, the heaving life strangling trough. Your mantra stained, your culture stunted. You kept diamonds dull in the rough. You screamed across piss-stained balconies, the wail of the deserted brood. You stewed my clothes in smoke and bills, you reared me on stale food. Your silhouette sours my vision of beauty, love and truth. Ballymoon, you barren whore, you spoiled the stock of my youth. Not for me, golden views of mothers, as poverty-free young hens. So I veiled the stab at your crusted back and embraced the poison pen that scars these loveless verses and courses the tarmac where the first clean flight of my fury got caught in a poet's prayer. Kant, McDermott, Balbucha, Shangan, wherever I run I see, the stony grey rubble of Ballymun, rebuilt as dark towers in me. What was the view like from them? The view was great, sure, we'll go up and have you. Yeah.
like being five years of age and sitting on these steps and kissing the girl like for the first time, you know, which was mad, like it was so dark, but yeah. it was such a beautiful thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I, I can remember looking out, like you've got these slats now on each flight of steps. You've got yeah, slats. Like kind of grids almost, yeah, like yeah, little windows. Just to let the light in. And I can remember looking at them after the first time I fell and, and split myself, because the stairs are pretty unforgiving, you know? There was an art to running down them as a kid. So you'd hold the handrail and you'd take two stairs at a time and you'd jump the last two. So if you know, you jump three, three, and then the last three on their own. So it was like the rhythm of it was like, da dum, da dum, slap, da dum, da dum, slap. And you'd swing around and get out the next floor, you know. I still dream of here, you know, like, I'm 26 now and I still dream of here. There's so much symbolism attached to the place in my own head. Like, I have a recurring dream of like playing football on the roof, on the top of the flats where nobody could get to, and it's covered in grass, you know. I remember like, running in a pack with a gang of other kids, and it was this thing about uh, the seventh floor, like this kind of um, mystical place, you know, beyond the place beyond all other places. And uh, I remember like the feeling, we're going up, we're going, we're going to the seventh floor, and you'd run up, like, and would have been my first time up here. And I was like, oh, steady. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a bit nasty, you know? Yeah. Well, what we're seeing now is very different. You've got the church, which is identical. It hasn't, hasn't changed at all. The school is the same. But then beyond that, there used to be like a rolling prairie of football fields. And there used to be a, a van there. All the blocks had vans instead of having to go all the way to the shops. But it's mad, like, I was just looking at the church there, I just remembered as we were talking. The first time myself and my brother were sent to Mass, and my ma says, you just have to go, like, my ma didn't make, bring us to Mass, she yeah. made us go to Mass, right? So she sends us across and she gives us money, that's for the collection box, you know? And I go, right, oh, money, nice one. So we went down to the van, and I bought loads of sweets. And thought it was, so it was things with like the cinema. So we went across the road, myself and my brother were at the back with loads of chewing gum and all, sitting there like kind of eating and going, what's this all about? This is good, not knowing what was going on, you know? And everyone laughing at us because we were treated like a movie. It's like progress doesn't care about what you want to still have there, it keeps moving on. And you, you need those touchstones, you know? And I remember it was up in the storehouse in Guinnesses and I could see the towers and I kind of gave them a mental two fingers in my head. I was like, ha, <laughs> you're nearly gone. But then when I come out here now and I'm looking around, it's like, you know, it's, it's good for society and it's good for the people out here that things are moving on. But from a selfish point of view, it kind of wants to be there so you can react to it, you know that way? Um, there was one time when I came out real early in the morning and I decided to just start throwing my toys off the balcony, right? And, uh, like, a crowd gathered, you know, and I thought, this is brilliant. And I ended up throwing out, giving everything away, thinking, oh, this is great, everyone's my friend now. Like, it was, again, very young. And then, of course, they all went when everything was gone. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, uh, it all was stuck. I was trying to say to uh, my own kids once, like, uh, as a, as a metaphor for fame, do you know what I mean? But they just thought it was the most funny, ridiculous and stupid thing to do. They say, here, wait to hear what my dad did to Big Egypt, you know? Do you think you might write something different about it now, you know what I mean? How many years later? I do feel guilty about that poem in some ways, because it's harsher in a lot of ways than it should be and Kavanagh's poem he kind of relents he kind of lets Monaghan off the hook a little bit at the end 
fringe show that we were doing for the fringe festival my introductory part was based in Ballymun and it was given a loads about like the urban bleakness and all but then there's a line in there like all urban bleakness aside it was still amazing to have a house up in the sky because it was mad to be a kid and to sit here and kind of reach out over the balcony and have a look out there you know Colin Keegan poet and playwright who lived in Ballymun as a small child So you never had a fear of heights in your life then anyway, that's one thing it gave you? Yeah, like, do you know what, um, my ma killed me for telling you this, but there was one time I, climbed, I got Batman pyjamas, so I decided to climb out the window, and I was only, like, I was only four, and I climbed out, put my leg out over the, over the window, so like, because we, whatever beds we had, it was easy to make it up and out the window, so it was out, <laughs> I was out on the outside, walking along the ledge, thinking, you know, I'm Batman, and everyone was on the ground down below, screaming up, like, get in, get in. 